You're listening to Naomi and Bex here on Radio Christmas 420.69 FM. <laughs> Stick around for the latest Netflix news and fan favorite Hodgins Watch, but let's keep it cool and chill on this cool, chilly Sunday with more Christmas. Welcome, Welcome to, to Jingle, Jingle Bells. Bells. I'm Bex. And I'm Naomi. And we're here to talk about Christmas movies. Because it's Christmas every day here at Jingle Bells. Oh, every so excited goddamn this week. day. Every minute, every second, every minute of every hour of every day is Christmas. <laughs> if you are here with us listening to Jingle Bells Pod. Oh man, and boy do we have some Christmas for you today. I'm so excited for this one. Um, I was, again, kind of surprised at how much I enjoyed it. But there you go. Yeah, Sometimes I, I, you just I'm that. surprised by how much you enjoyed it. <laughs> That's not how you felt well, about there it. There we though, go. <laughs> well, we have different opinions. We'll get into it. Uh, this week we are talking about a Netflix Christmas movie from 2019. Holiday Rush. Yes. I believe it's from 2019. Um, it has been on and off our list over the last couple of years, so I'm going to guess it's been pretty recent. Um, but yeah, we're talking about Holiday Rush. It was, it was pretty good. I liked uh, it. So we're going um, to get into it. Yeah. I've got a really good synopsis time today. Are you ready, everyone? Everybody strap in. L is for the way you leave reviews oh oh shit this podcast is really good v is for vanessa hudgens hundreds of them in the netflix universe e is every episode movie now must be reviewed it's love synopsis time it's this episode (laughs) okay i was doing well and then i lost it Sorry, I need a second. <laughs> um, might have to start making an annual synopsis time awards. Sorry, um, that <laughs> that's okay. I, I would take special. it. Yeah, I, I, I really like that one. <laughs> I've been planning it for a while. I like it. I like the fact that you kept it as a real surprise this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, not not the notes, happy. just a, a wham bam thank you ma'am kind of situation. <laughs> oh, outdid yourself! Outdid thank yourself. You. That honestly might be the best synopsis time jingle of all time. Maybe I can I just know. just uh, keep working on right working on that, and I can just keep doing. Nah, it's much better to do different ones every week, even <laughs> if they're not as good. <laughs> So yeah, this uh, is L is for leaving us a review. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Anyway, that's not the point of that. The point of that is the synopsis. <laughs> Naomi, do you want to give us the synopsis for Holiday Rush? Absolutely. Um, after his sudden firing, a popular radio DJ moves in with his aunt, bringing along his four spoiled children and a plan to return to the airwaves. Like, that is the film, but halfway through reading that i got lost and forgot what the point of the film was that synopsis was not well written imdb please up your game jesus christ um yeah. not the not the best yeah uh, but that it, was it the film also misses out some like very significant character i mean i know the synopsis is just like an overview and it's meant to be like you know one or two sentences but mm-hmm. like i feel like there are other movies that do a synopsis really fucking well and this wasn't super mm-hmm. cl- clear um no. Anyway, we'll 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 get into it uh, with the, with this film. <laughs> it doesn't happen often um, mm-hmm. that we have different opinions on films. Um, I don't, and I don't yeah. think ours is like wildly different. I don't think I'm like call Satan and return this movie unto him. Uh, <laughs> you know, but I did. I didn't love it. Um, I don't think you're like this is my new favorite Christmas movie ever. So I think we're like both either sides of kind of uh, apathetic about it but i don't know whether yeah, that's fair like, to say what do... i i think it's a uh, it's kind of like what we were saying in our preamble but like 
I, I wouldn't sit down and watch this again. Like, it's fine. It was enjoyable. Um, I was really happy about, you know, some of the stuff I saw in there. Um, like the chats between parents and stuff, which I know you have some slight disagreement on, so we will get into that in a minute. But yeah, yeah. It, it was it was fine. It was enjoyable at the time. This is this is really one that I would wrap presents to and half pay attention to. <laughs> I paid more attention to it because yeah. we had to talk about it than I would have like liked. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I definitely agree. I think maybe if I had watched it as like casual viewing rather than having to like attentively... You know, because when we sit down and watch Christmas movies, we don't get to, like, wrap presents and drink what Like, we're no. taking notes and we're <laughs> counting trees and we're doing all of this. That is, like, not so... It's mm-hmm. not, not as, like, joyous as an experience as, like, the ones we get to watch casually. So we're always yeah. going to be a bit more critical, which is why we try mm-hmm. and, like, recommend, like, watch this one if you need to actually watch a movie. Or, like, watch this one if you want to yeah. do some stuff with Christmas noise in the background. This is a Christmas noise mm-hmm. uh, experience. Um, but we've got a great cast. What <laughs> yeah. I love to see in uh, movies, particularly Netflix movies and these movies that have got a bit more budget in them is like lots of uh, c- uh, like actors of colour, um, lots of different mm-hmm. individuals who have their own credits to their name. Young actors and actresses mm-hmm. is always like super great to see. Um, so let's yep. get into it. We need to go over our Christmas credits. Yes, yes, we do. Um, we have a really good good cast i thought that most of them had excellent chemistry so you know that makes it easier to watch um but first up we have romany malco who plays rush williams he's been rome in a million little things christian in almost christmas conrad in weeds he was jay in 40 year old virgin and he's also had cameos in the good wife and american dad um so you've probably seen him in a few bits and pieces then we have Sonequa Martin-Green, who plays Roxy Richardson. I fucking love her so much. Um, so I was so excited to see her in this. But anyway, so she's Michael Burnham in Star Trek Discovery, uh, Kamaya in Space Jam, the reboot, I think. And then she was also Sasha in The Walking Dead. She's had cameos in The Good Wife. She was also in Once Upon a Time. And she was Wait, in New what? Girl as well. Yeah, she was in Once Upon a Time. Um, Who the fuck she is was... she in Once Upon a Time? Uh, by the way, Tamara? Us if you want us to have a, an episode where we talk about Once Upon a Time, because we both <laughs> love to hate that show. Tamara? Oh, yeah. She was Neil's new girlfriend, and she was the one that was like oh. trying to capture the magic in the, in uh, what the fuck is the place called? Oh my god. I've just rewatched <laughs> Once Upon a Time. Storybrook. <laughs> Storybrooke. She's trying to steal the magic from Storybrooke. Yes. She was a villain. Okay, cool. We love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Sorry. Caught up. Let's get back to Christmas. I was just like, wait, what's the time? (laughs) What of my niche interests? I know, right? What a what a terrible show. Everyone should watch it. Anyway. Such hot hot garbage, but man, is it addictive. Just watch for Hook, let's be fair. That's all I watch it for. Yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. Anyway, let's move on. Um, so we've got Darlene Love as Auntie Jo as well. So she was Grace in The Christmas Chronicles, Trish in Lethal, uh, Lethal Weapon, but she's best known as the singer-songwriter and lead singer of The Blossoms. Um, I loved her in this. I thought she was great. She, I thought Auntie Jo... She was my favourite character. Right? She's so good. 100%. Mm-hmm. She was like down-to-earth, real, honest, cool mm-hmm. but like yeah. felt like an actual parental figure to these mm-hmm. kids we'll talk about it but yeah she she is 100 percent mvp in my eyes i think absolutely um yeah and then we have the kids um so we've got i can't find his surname i think his uh rap name is amar um who plays jamal who has been hayden turner in the 4400 he was warwick and night squad Ao an American housewife, and he was a young Derek Morgan in Criminal Minds. So Amar has had a, a varied career um, already. Yeah, super interested in finding out what Night Squad is. Uh, that yeah. seems to be in our interest, but we'll have to Google that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we have Daisha Nelson as Maya. This is her first major role, but she was a little girl in Jessica Jones. So make of that what you will. Keeping it in the Netflix family, I guess. Nice. Is Jessica Jones Netflix? 
Uh, I think it was on there for a while. I don't yeah. know if it's been okay. recalled to Disney. <laughs> I suppose probably now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, and then finally we have Dion Cole as Marshall Stone. He's been in so much stuff, um, but notable credits include Charlie in Blackish and Gronish. He was also the voice of Dave in Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts. Um, and then he also appeared on The Cabin with Burt Kreischer, which is another show on Netflix as well. Um, so yeah, I've seen him around and I think from looking at his back catalogue, he does play a lot of like questionable kind of villains. So Yeah, this he has like some more, more of the the villain edit and he definitely ha- also has some like voice like the Kipo in the Age of Wonder Beasts is animated so that's a, a voice acting credit so I, I mm-hmm. think he definitely is oh that guy I've seen him in that thing he's one yeah. of those actors <laughs> um so it was great but um I really like the cast like mm-hmm. super love having a full class uh, a full cast of um black actors and yep. people of color I think it's great mm-hmm. uh, having some like the the kids were fine Child mm-hmm. acting is hard. Um, yeah, I, I think they overall they did a good job. I think Rush was my least favorite character, but I think the <laughs> actor did a really good job. Yeah, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Like, I don't think I was designed like Rush isn't designed to be the favorite character. No, no, not at all. Like, so he did, and he wasn't, but he did. I think he did a really good job of like what he was given to work with. Because yeah. Christmas movies are always hard. Okay, because the plot is convoluted. They have to try and fit everything <laughs> into like. You know, filming schedule takes three days. Yeah. They're trying to mont, like you know, they're trying to montage everything and make it make sense and like have resolution and meaningful conversation with a character yeah. they literally introduced you to twenty minutes ago. So it is like it, it's really different from like <laughs> other things. It just to me, I, I yeah. feel like that's the case. Like with Christmas movies, is like there is such an expedited mm-hmm. timeline compared to other movies where you could like yeah. take some time and show the different seasons and whatever. Um, but he yeah. he was fine. He he did what he needed to do, which was annoying, and then mm-hmm. he grew on me, and it was fine. Like that was sort of what Russian yeah. character arc was gonna be. Um, anyway, yeah, we got some criteria, happened, yeah. and then we can get into the nitty gritty. So my my yeah. first objection, okay, there was a lot of Christmas music <laughs> in this movie, okay, yeah. which is great. We love Christmas movie Christmas music. I'm sure we're gonna go mm-hmm. through and like listen to some of them and like add them to the playlist. Uh, yeah. Shout out to our playlist on Spotify of Christmas music if you're looking for something to to chill to <laughs> on a cool and chilly Sunday. Um, that's a we we try and pick the best Christmas yeah. music. And also some try and find some local Scottish Christmas music done by independent artists and bands. So if you are mm-hmm. an independent Scottish artist who'd have a Christmas song you'd like us to include, please send it to us. And if it's good, we'll include it. It'd be great. <laughs> um, but anyway, Christmas music is not what we look for in terms uh-huh. of what we're counting in Christmas criteria of how Christmassy we include a movie to be. Mm-hmm. 27 minutes into this film before we had a single Christmas tree mm-hmm. and it was a single Christmas tree yeah. and then at 45 <laughs> minutes we got into like 20 trees it was getting more festive and then 45 minutes we got to a Christmas tree farm and at that point I just go okay I'm not counting that doesn't, yeah. that's not fair no. like that's not fair that's like that's rude you know what I mean that's <laughs> what a way to play the system um, so it wasn't super no. traditionally festive no no. But it wasn't the same kind of traditional plot that we're used to. So I'm not mm-hmm. totally against it. I would still say that the having the Christmas music and like yeah. the it being sort of so centered around Christmas in the plot, which it definitely was mm-hmm. in multiple angles, I would say that it did a really good job. So Yeah, it, yeah, it felt festive. I, it felt festive for sure. Yeah. It felt festive without like that much decoration, but then, you know, that also comes down to um some of the characters were not big on decorating anyway. And like kind of as the movie gets a bit more like family coming together, that's when they start to open up to all of the Christmas stuff. So yeah, it was a bit slow going, but I think that the music and also the color scheme of the film, like a lot of people were wearing red or green throughout most of this. It felt really festive through that. Like there's some really good jumpers. Uh, Auntie Jo has this amazing jumper, which I desperately want with the fairy lights and it's all lit yeah, up. Yeah, really good. Yeah, need it. Really good. Need it in my life. <laughs> Where can I get one 100%. of those? Um, But yeah, like otherwise, um, not a whole heap and helping of Christmas activities. There was the tree shop and like you said, 
there was some decorating there was a little bit of present shopping I loved the match in PJs at the end. Like I very had cute. a very big squeal watching that scene. Um, I loved it every second of it. But um, yeah, not the most Christmassy, but then also not the least festive thing that we've ever watched. So yeah. I think it. I think it hits the right kind of criteria. It's never going to be perfect. There is no Vanessa Hudgens, so you yeah. know we're not onto a winner with that one. She would have um, been a great addition to this movie, right? Though, to be fair, I really liked uh, Roxy, so mm-hmm. I don't know who Vanessa would have played. She would have played it excellently, but, mm-hmm. like, I really liked Roxy, so I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I'm almost fine with it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, to, a, a, as a quick summary to those who mm-hmm. I've been informed that some people do not watch any of the movies and just show up uh, and listen to the podcast. So, wow. just as a quick summary, I know, uh, I was surprised too. A quick summary of the movie Rush is a radio DJ. Roxy mm-hmm. is his producer. They get fired because of bullshit just before <laughs> Christmas, and he hasn't been shaving money. So, now his four super spoiled, bratty, entitled children mm-hmm. have to realize that they don't just, money doesn't go on trees, and they have to reevaluate, and they all come together in time for Christmas to launch a community radio station get back to their roots and realise the true meaning of Christmas was the family that they had all along (laughs) the end there you go that's what happened in the movie now we can talk about it right there's some stuff I want to fucking say but I'm gonna let you start positively with some stuff about this movie so where do you where would you like to begin Uh, honestly I don't I don't know at this point um (laughs) oh god no I was not prepared for this (laughs) Do you, want me, do you want me to pick something to begin with? Yeah, let, let's let's go okay. with, with that. So <laughs> there is a dead parent in this movie. Of course, it's a uh, Christmas movie. Yes. Rush's wife had passed away, the mother of all of the four entitled children. Mm-hmm. She had passed away. Right at the beginning of the movie, Rush is sat there and he is texting his kids and he is speaking the texts aloud to himself, uh. which I have no idea why that he did that. Show, don't tell movie. You can just put them on the screen. We don't need to hear him mm-hmm. respond. Until it's kind of revealed that he's using that as a way to... He's communicating with his ex, his ex-wife, his, yeah. his dead wife. Fine, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. What I was not prepared for mm-hmm. in a very uh, last Christmas I gave you a heart twist <laughs> was the glowing ghost of his ex-wife. To oh my God, yes. In different... Mo- what was it? My dad's Christmas date. And like uh-huh. there's so many... I didn't realize that this was a trope. But no. uh, a ghost uh, appears uh, to mm-hmm. to talk through him about memories and yeah. you know all of that. I hate when they do this in movies. I never mm-hmm. like it. It's always horrendously unsettling yeah. just to have the ghost of a, a dead parent appear to only yeah. the spouse uh, and vanish mm-hmm. off uh, into the night afwards is um I, I don't like it. Oh, I don't know why they do why it. it why do they always me. animate them? To look all uh, yellow yeah. and gold and glow. I like. I get it. She's not real, but like, just uh, I don't, yeah. I don't know. No, no, no. I, I, I. That's. Does it? You're saying that now, and I'm like, that's why it freaked me out so much. I forgot they did it in my dad's Christmas day as well, and I also hate this because I don't understand why they only bring them back for one scene, just one. Yeah. I'd understand a bit more if the ghost was integral to the story and they returned over and over again. Like, if it had been a husband-wife adventure and she was trying to help him to let go and to actually realise that, you know, he'd grown to love Roxy and all of that stuff, I would have been on board. But she only appeared one time, never again. Well, aside from in, like, the home movies and stuff. I'm like, that's not a ghost appearance. Like that doesn't count. Like you can't what they pretend totally, that this is a repeating thing. What they should have done <laughs> had been have him with Auntie Donna. That's not her name. Auntie Joe. Jo. Sorry, don't know why I called her Auntie Donna. That's a band. <laughs> that's not. That's not what I mean. Everything's <laughs> Christmas. Um. Yeah, Auntie Joe. What they should have done is like have them all sitting there. They're watching these like really beautiful home movies that feature like mm-hmm. their mom who's passed away, 
have all the kids fall asleep and I just have like the movie roll it, you know, the tape is finished, the movie is just rolling. And that just like mm-hmm. continues until it like after, you know, 20 minutes or whatever, the TV just starts up again. And it's like a clip of her and like she has recorded something that he has never seen mm-hmm. before. And it's just like a little, you know, it's that little moment. It's the finding the letter inside the acorn in a Christmas. Yeah. Place. It's mm-hmm. like allow them to have a moment of connection mm-hmm. with someone who is past, but don't bring them back as a ghost. Yeah. Just a weird choice. You have so many. They could have written a letter. There could be a video. There could be Mm -hmm. stuff hidden in the Christmas decorations. Maybe you go back to your old house. You're looking through all the Christmas decorations Mm -hmm. that are there. You find the box and in there, there's a letter for her son talking, Mm -hmm. you know, because the big thing of this movie is the son got into Harvard and they don't know if they can afford it. Yeah. That's bullshit. You know, that's scary times. Mm -hmm. I feel for that kid. I'm sure it's really difficult to like get into you know getting into a good uni is really hard colleges i don't really understand how it works in america mm-hmm. it looks very expensive and bullshit um so <laughs> you know mad respect for him i totally get him being upset that he's not getting that and that you mm-hmm. know that's uh, uh something that might not happen for him after it's something he's really focused on yeah. so it would have been great if in that moment they had found in the christmas things mm. there was like a wooden box that had like letters from her for her whole family yeah and they were like meant to be read to them the mm-hmm. first Christmas that she wasn't there, but because he wanted to detach from the house, he like moved out too early. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they never went back and looked at them. And now it's been like 10 years and they could have had mm-hmm. these letters this whole time and they didn't. Yeah. And the letters were like, you know, to her daughters being like, I'm so sad. I don't get to see you to grow up into like mm-hmm. being the beautiful, strong, independent uh, humans that you're going to evolve into. And I'm, you know, so overjoyed that I got to bring you into the world and mm-hmm. have any time with you that I did. You know, it could have been really nice for the little kids who like didn't get yeah. to know their mom to have mm-hmm. something that was like, hey, you're great. Yeah. I love you. Don't forget that. It would have been great for the oldest daughter to be like, hey, I know you're going to feel a lot of pressure. You're going to have a lot of things where you're going to want to take over as being mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the, you know, eld- eldest daughter. We we you know, there's like a a thing about it if you're an eldest daughter I don't know I'm a youngest daughter but like apparently there's like a pressure <laughs> that is put onto eldest children to be mm-hmm. like the mini mom the therapist the caregiver and you know yeah. a letter from her mom being like you don't have to do that and like mm-hmm. a letter to her son being like I am so proud of you every day even like whatever you accomplish there is no yeah. requirement for you to go to college for me to be proud like that mm-hmm. is something that you have earned through through the choices you've made and through becoming the person you are mistakes and all and like mm-hmm. have that be like the thing that kind of re-brings them all together would have yeah. been really 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 nice but they didn't do that they brought her back as a ghost so yep. uh, <laughs> uh as soon as she did do have that, wonderful like... hair though like i thought her hair looked great that's the thing like, yeah the beautiful she did. yeah she looks. looked really cool but like oh uh, yeah i i would love to see either they do what like happened with um last Christmas, which when the ghost was there the whole time. He was dead yeah. the whole time. Can't get into that right now. Um or they just actually start leaving artifacts and, you know, cre- like I said, creating like you said, uh, creating connection that way. I, I am yeah. I'm very tired of the the ghost showing up for five minutes and then never being seen again because also uh, if that happens in real life and believe idea. me i know christmas stories are like christmas movies are very far removed from real life but if that was real life that character would be like i'm going crazy i'm losing my damn mind like they'd have to yeah. go and see someone i'm sorry I just don't yeah. understand how they're all so cool about seeing ghosts in these films yeah Unless it's a Muppets Christmas Carol, I am not interested in seeing ghosts in my Christmas movies. Thank you. Unless they're the main character, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm super down for a ghost Christmas love story. Two ghosts die in the same house at Christmas 500 years apart and find love together. I'm watching it. I'm in. I'm writing (sighs) it. I'm going to start writing it right now. What a great idea. Anyway, so that put me off. Immediately as soon as there's a ghost, I'm like, (laughs) okay, I'm good. Um, So that put me off. Something that we we kind of disagreed on is with the communication of the kids. Now, the point of the kids in this is to be spoiled. And they are Mm -hmm. definitely that, 100%. And I like totally get the angle that's coming from. If you have wealth, but you can't be a parent. I mean, we saw it in this very thing was kind of touched on in A Christmas Inheritance, right? Which we are available over on our coffee, either already or shortly after this episode. (laughs) Um, 
but it, it, within a Christmas inheritance, I'm not sure the schedule. Naomi looks after that. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but in that, you know, he, her dad, Ella, Ellie Langdon's dad, yeah. says to his assistant, I couldn't be both a mother and a father, so I spoiled to make up for what I couldn't provide. Mm-hmm. And that is like a similar message to what Rush is delivering in yeah. this one where he's like, I just throw money at the problem and hope it goes away because I don't know how to be, become emotionally available for my kids. Yeah. Number one, go to therapy. Can't stress this <laughs> enough how important it is for every single person out there listening to go to therapy if you have had a traumatic <laughs> loss that you do not know how to articulate mm-hmm. and you don't want to become a burden to your family or raise your kids to be spoiled fucking brat maybe a ther- having a conversation with therapists could not possibly <laughs> hurt um anyway <laughs> psa over um so one of the things is that so he loses that his money effectively he yeah. loses his job just before mm-hmm. christmas he's not getting the bonus that he was anticipating mm-hmm. he clearly was always spend even if his means were great if you always spend above your means you can't save that's yeah. just how the, that's just how it be right mm-hmm. and he hadn't saved because he'd been splurging and spoiling these four children he had mm-hmm. like this big massive house that he didn't need he was like buying them all extravagant presents and whatever they mm-hmm. wanted all the time and like looking at how he was gonna invest in his own future but also their future together yeah like resulted in like he had to sell the house he had to like get rid of some of their stuff there wasn't gonna be the level of christmas gifts that year that they Mm -hmm. were used to and obviously the kids have resistance to that because they're used (laughs) to being spoiled but Mm -hmm. you you thought that the conversations Mm. were good whereas i didn't necessarily agree that i thought he was up up totally up front with his kids so what Uh... did you what do you think yeah okay so (laughs) i thought that the actual like introduction of the topics was really good i thought that it was great that he was sitting down with his kids and being like look there's just not that much money this year yeah i understand that like you want this and that you're used to like the level of lifestyle that we've been living at this point in time but i really appreciate the fact that like he also never said that he wasn't going to be sending jamal to college he made that yeah. very very clear um and like it took a long time but i appreciate the fact that he also revisited some of these topics with the kids like they did have to talk about the college thing repeatedly and again every single time it came up he made it like very clear that he was going to do everything in his power to get jamal to college still right regardless of the yeah. financial situation so i appreciate the fact that like they as a family sat down and at least approached that at all because there are a lot of families that don't do that like you know a lot of kids even if their parents don't say to them we don't have that much money they still know they still know their parents are anxious they still pick up on that energy but I think it's important to feel like the adults in your life trust you enough to have these conversations even if you don't fully understand that like there's there's value in that so I really appreciate that side of it um i also appreciate the fact that he took his time to have one-on-ones with each of his kids i think even the twins like kind of get their alone moments with their dad and stuff yeah as well. when they're like crowdfunding because yeah oh my god i was like oh my <laughs> yeah. god that was i mean awful. it's the kind of cringy thing that a tiny kid would do but it yeah. was really really bad i that was yeah my maybe my least favorite <laughs> no maybe yeah. a second to ghost it was pretty lo- it was pretty uh up there for like for yeah. a moment i didn't enjoy but he still shut it down like you know he still did parent even like i think the moment that he realized they didn't have any money that's kind of when he started stepping up as a parent again and like i just thought that it wasn't too forceful because you know like obviously being quite hands-off and you kind of throw money at it for a really long time so to kind of come back into that parent role, like a lot of kids be very resistant to that and his kids were resistant to that because they yeah. expected him to give them something instead of his attention. So his intention his attention would be uncomfortable. And that did come across, but he would he didn't try so hard that he felt like he was a suffocating parent in my opinion. Like he still gave the kids room to breathe. He still heard them out when they were talking to him and giving their opinions and stuff. So I thought that was what yeah. I liked about the communication more than anything. So I, I agree. I really like that they did have those conversations, but I think, and I and I think this is the, the writing. Uh, I mean, obviously it's all written, but like, <laughs> 
I think the choice, it was a choice that Netflix or whoever, you know, made to mm-hmm. try and make it comedic, right? In those moments mm, where it yeah. really didn't actually need to be. So it's like he's sitting around with all of his kids at the table telling them that they don't have money, that he's lost his job, that things are going to have to be different. And like, yeah. he was, you know, when he was like, I've got, so this is the plan. This is what I'm going to do. So I was like, great, you're talking to your kids about your plan and how the things that you're doing are going to impact them, but also your whole family. Mm-hmm. But rather than just going, so because of that, we need to move from our house and we're going to go and stay with Aunt Joe while we figure stuff out, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of that, he went, so what we need to do is, <laughs> and I was like, why? Why do you need to do that? Like everything was going really well. And then he did mm-hmm. that and I didn't like it. Yeah. I also, I get that it might be a more natural thing, but I didn't mm-hmm. really like it in, in having some of the conversations with the kids, he kept being like, don't you think I want to do that? Don't you think that I feel uh, like this? And I yeah. was like, but it's not really about what you feel in that moment. It's got to like, don't you think I'm trying? And it's like, yeah. she didn't say that you weren't trying. Mm-hmm. She said how she was feeling and you mm-hmm. jumping in on her when she's 12 and you're a grown adult and you're meant to be the response. You know what I mean? Like you can't argue with your kids. Yeah. Are you crazy? You're an, you're the adult. Why should they be the, like, they're a kid. They're learning from you. And if you never buckle, yeah. they're never going to buckle either. So I really liked the idea of the communication. I don't know whether they were trying to do that for like comedy or like mm. what the vibe was, but it really took me out of it. And it meant that yeah. I didn't, I just loads of stuff I didn't enjoy as much. Mm-hmm. Auntie Jo yeah. loved her from the get-go. Also Roxy loved from the get-go. Like the yeah. women in this movie were great, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, I was really pleased. Yeah, they're very fleshed out characters with their own thoughts and opinions. Like they're not afraid to say what they think. Also like, you know, they are like the driving forces behind a lot of this because like Roxy is the one with the plan for the community radio station and Roxy has been saving for years and she thinks it's a good investment. And, you know, they get to then control their station and do what they want to do. Whereas with the station that they were at before, like they were um, beholden to advertisers and I'm going to talk about the supervillain radio station later (laughs) This that was just wild. Yeah, oh fuck. Um, it was so but, unnecessary. I have no idea. All right. Um, but yeah, so Roxy has this plan and like she brings Rush in on it and Auntie Joe because they have a really great relationship, which is theirs as well. Like Rush isn't super involved in Auntie Joe and Roxy's relationship to the point he didn't know that Auntie Joe was investing in the community radio station. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like they had their own motivations, they had their own lives, they had their own plans and things like that. And they d- they didn't hold back with Rush at any point either. And like, they were also quite understanding of the kids without, you know, taking the piss as well. Um, yeah, I just thought that they were two very strong voices of reason <laughs> in the whole film. I, yeah, I, I really agree. Mm-hmm. I think Roxy, Rox- I'm really glad that they gave us both Roxy and Auntie Jo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if they had just given us Roxy, there would have been like some kind of comfort. You're not my mom. I don't know mm-hmm. why you're doing, trying to do get me ready for school on time and pack my lunch and whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Roxy was like career focused, mm-hmm. but also rush focused. She was his friend, his confidant. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, while getting on with the family, while liked by the family, mm-hmm. like, and, and then clearly had like a long-term existing relationship with them. It was like a yeah. business relationship. And then mm-hmm. Aunt Jo was there to be that stern parent that they have never really had, right? Yeah. She was there to be like, okay, you should realize how privileged you are. You mm-hmm. need to acknowledge, you need to say thank you and stop being greedy. Yeah. You, you know, you're at my house now. I'm not cleaning up after you. You mm-hmm. go and load the dishwasher. You know what I mean? It's like basic things like that. Oh, yeah. I also think, uh, now this is maybe controversial. This is totally <laughs> related to the movie. I think it's really, really clear when you Uh move to university and when you start living with people who had parents who made them do chores, dishes, Mm -hmm. laundry, cooking, whatever, and who had parents who just did everything for them. Mm -hmm. It's very clear, very quickly when you meet, (laughs) particularly when you're you're like dating. If you go to like a guy's house, it is super obvious if he does not understand any of the basic things. And I think actually (laughs) it sets you up for failure i get that when you're a kid it's super annoying to be asked to like do chores and stuff 
because you know from your perspective mm-hmm. your sense of time is that every hour is so valuable because oh, yeah. you've only experienced like a hundred of them right whereas like, <laughs> not hundred but you know what i mean like you know what i mean you, yeah. you've got like time time is so relative to the amount that you've dealt with it yeah so, like as you get older an hour seems like nothing but when you're seven an hour seems like so much oh, so long um, yeah. and like having to spend an hour tidying your own mm-hmm. bedroom or like doing some dishes is like really important i think yeah. for like kids to like actually be doing stuff i'm glad mm-hmm. that aunt joe was there to be like you have everything that you could need and you're still fucking complaining so yeah. how about i give you something i complain about and i tell you to go <laughs> wash the dishes why don't you go and tidy up this thing for me and she wasn't like uh-huh. unfair she wasn't nope. asking mm-hmm. them of anything that shouldn't have already been expected of them yeah but because they were in a position of privilege that they had to kind of unlearn mm-hmm. it was quite awkward also because there was yeah. so little time, right? They got fired yeah. like 11 days before Christmas, which means mm-hmm. that they the kids have 10 days to re- reevaluate every single aspect of their personality yeah. lives <laughs> in terms of what they find important. In mm-hmm. 10 days, I mean, I know I just said like an hour seems like a long time when you're a kid, but like 10 yeah. days to change your whole habit, like that is a wild ask. And I get that oh, it's God, a Christmas yeah. movie, but like, mm-hmm. woof. Yeah, um, we do love an expedited timeline. Like, <laughs> that's one thing a Christmas yeah. film does love. Um, the transformations in some of these people's personalities would be very, very concerning in real life. Um, Staggering. Yeah, frankly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like, I, I liked the Aunt Jo was there as the, like, parental figure. Um, I thought, like you, it was very well balanced. It is something I have seen in my own life repeatedly. My grandparents are exactly like Aunt Jo. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's only made me a better person, I hope. Um, But yeah, like, it's just, it's good to see two very strong, very well-grounded and quite well-rounded female characters. I wonder if this movie passes the Bechdel test. Um, I don't think so just googling it maybe i know it's, it's not so, right the bechdel test is not something that we often look at for christmas movies like you know what i mean no. it's just not really like something well, that we we necessarily review it wouldn't uh, work with most of them to be honest like most well, yeah, of the women like... characters are always talking about the men characters no they might talk no. about christmas Oh, of course, yeah. But it's Christmas. Christmas. I know it's Christmas. Okay, pass the Bechdel test. Yeah, we we don't really look at stuff passing the Bechdel test as a as a no. measurement. I don't know why I brought it up. Uh, it's just yeah, not really something to bear in mind occasionally. Though I don't think yeah. it's a real and adequate uh, test of whether a movie is feminist or not. Though I do yeah. understand that it's like quite a basic metric for for movies to be. To be <laughs> anyway. fair, I don't come to to Christmas movies for for feminism. Um famously very very not. No, no it would be great if they surprised all. us. It would be really great if they surprised us. With. Right. That would be that would be super nice. Yeah, but in like the right sure. way. Um like, But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. um uh, can we talk about the weird villain radio station then? Um I really don't know what was why? that all about? Like, truly, I, don't get why. This is a big happened. issue in Christmas movies <laughs> that we have seen, like, for a while, right? Yeah. It's that they're so desperate to have an anta- like an antagonistic mm-hmm. figure, a villain. Yeah. But none of them seem to really be able to, like, do it properly. Mm-hmm. We have, like, a lot of bad or, like, very weak villains in movies. Um, I think the biggest villain in any movie I've seen recently is Emma from Christmas is Cancelled. Oh, Um, God. She was not meant to be Mm -hmm. the villain. No. Um, You know, it was weird, like, you know, Christmas Prince, they always had, like, Mm -hmm. like Simon or some fucking Count or, like, whoever was the villain. Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, Princess Switch, they have a villain always. And it's just, like, I don't understand why in this one yeah have it be that like the company was bought out and that they lost their jobs right yeah that's all you need it can finish there mm-hmm. it, they, they didn't need to like <laughs> seek out to you know they were already <laughs> against the odds okay they had a radio uh-huh. station that was like falling apart and barely had any equipment they had like nay yeah. cash they had like 10 days to get set up mm-hmm. they had no sponsors they had no one working there they needed to like do all of this shit before Christmas. 
They were already at an insurmountable task and they already had enough conflict from like him and the kids and them Mm -hmm. having to move and like, you know, his son dealing with like potentially not being able to go to college. Like that was Mm -hmm. all enough conflict and drama. Yeah. Like having this weird (laughs) bossy lady whose name I do not know. Mm -hmm. Don't know what her name was. She was like the evil CEO having, um, is it Devon Cole? Uh, yeah, Dion Cole, who's Marshall. Dion Cole, sorry, <laughs> Marshall. Having yeah. him in there was, like, arbitrary. Uh, yeah. Didn't really mean anything. Though uh, he had some really great moments. And, like, like he's on the <laughs> phone and he's like, look, I'm playing Scrooge. Everyone's going to feel the cold this Christmas a bit. i got to tighten my belt. i got to, you know, keep that wallet <laughs> closed. And everyone's going to feel it, including you, Ma. And I was like, lol. Okay, that's great. Funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a bit unnecessary. I don't know mm-hmm. why they were played so like. Oh my god! But did you notice <laughs> it? Like, it seemed to amp up every time we went back to them. Like at one point, they were literally standing in like a an office that was like black leather with red lights. I was like, why does this actually look like an evil villain's lair? They're radio producers. What is going on? Yeah, it, it was, was like- so like crazy but it was really campy as well you're right it did feel like watching panto at one point i was like i don't understand why we keep cutting to this is this for levity because it feels unnecessary yeah and it wasn't it also wasn't really resolved in any meaningful way which meant that to them as the writers it also wasn't significant enough i don't know Mm -hmm. whether they just confirmed to all of these actors in advance that they were all going to be in this movie and then realized afterwards that like they didn't really have the time or the plot line to put them in it was (laughs) weird it was very weird right i'm glad it wasn't just me because i was just watching it every now and then and i was like i don't understand why we're back here and then Marshall goes and has his change of heart, which was inevitably going to happen because we always have to have one character that, you know, is evil to start with and then sees the good in Christmas and becomes like their friend again. But I was like, this just feels very unnecessary. I was very, very glad that when Marshall showed up at Auntie Joe's house that Rush tackled Rush him. went to beat the shit out of him. That was really amusing. Yeah. I like that a lot. <laughs> um, so that was great, but... Yeah, the the evil radio station really didn't do it for me. Not even it really, a, a little it, bit. It, it really didn't. And like I it would have been it would have totally been fine if they just fired him. You know right? what I mean? I mean mm-hmm. if like what it could have been is it been like that he was under, you know, he was like being scouted by mm-hmm. LA national whatever something something and they were like looking to move and the radio station didn't want that and mm-hmm. they found like a clause in his contract that was like if you are fired from our radio station you cannot mm-hmm. appear on another station like any oh, of our yeah. rival stations mm-hmm. for three years and like that was like the thing and then he's like three years with no work I can't mm-hmm. possibly afford that rather than the idea that he's gonna run out of money in 11 days by the way the segment Bex fits into the movies <laughs> Uh, I hadn't I hadn't announced that that's what I was doing because I didn't know until I was fixing it. Uh, but yeah, so like <laughs> then the radio station, they call him in and they go, Roxy, Rush, mm-hmm. we love what you have done with the morning show. And we really appreciate all of the time that you've spent here. But unfortunately, we heard that you were being scouted by LA or this channel or whatever fucking network. Mm-hmm. And that's just not something that we can allow. So unfortunately, we're going to like, we found out that you were conspiring to leave the radio station. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the thing. He was like, I had a phone call. Like, I don't know why that's conspiring. And so gets fired for like a misdemeanor. And then he's like, what are we going to do? We can't work (laughs) for three whole years. And then Mm -hmm. she's like, well, we should just do it ourselves. And then no one can tell us what the rules are. Mm -hmm. And like, then they go and do it. Like, that makes more sense to me as to them, like, being cut out of a deal super last minute which like the deal seemed really forced yeah and then and then like then you don't have to return to the thing and then what the resolution with the villain can be is they're like right ready to like relaunch the radio station and he's like changed his whole life and his attitude is changing and his kids attitude is changing and like his Mm -hmm. environment with roxy is changing and he is approached by the big bad like by marshall or whoever the big bad is right and they Mm -hmm. come up to him and they go rush I think we made a quick decision. 
think we regret that. Our, our ratings aren't as good without you. We want you to come back. And then mm-hmm. Rush is like, oh my God, me and Roxy would love to come back. And they're like, no, no. Oh no, we don't want Roxy back. We just want you. No. And then that gives him mm-hmm. the onus to be able to be like, I am picking Christmas, right? Over mm-hmm. money. That's like, and then that's the <laughs> yeah. resolution. And it shows growth for him. It mm-hmm. shows the development in their relationship. The mm-hmm. kids are on board with his radio station and like them doing it their way and whatever. Maybe the kids have their own like radio thing. Maybe his son also wants to be a DJ. Uh, like he gets his own little thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there was ways to do this where the villain made sense and they yeah. chose one of those. <laughs> No. So, yeah. They chose chaos. <laughs> That's what it was. They did chose chaos. It was weird. I didn't really like them flirting. Ooh, that mm, made me no. the whiskey and yeah. she's like leaning against the you will do what I say, Marshall. I'm like, this feels like sexual harassment. This yeah. is a lawsuit. I don't like it. Yeah. Take me away from here. Right now. Right, right now. Absolutely. It was uh it was gross. It made me yeah. uncomfortable as well. I did not like it. It is inappropriate no (laughs) like let's stop it um yeah i mean like the only other thing that i think i would like to talk about is their matching pjs which i know is part of christmas criteria but that made me scream and cry and then i realized that on the back of the pjs she completes their sentence she completed their sentence it made me so happy i actually cried what was the sentence remind me i can't remember um I think it was uh, like I thought you... it was gonna be like marry me, Roxy, but it didn't seem to be that. No, it wasn't. They that. didn't get engaged, did they? Hang on, I've like, completely blocked out the no. by the end of this movie. And no, 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 was, like, it was all I want for Christmas is you. That's what it was. How did? Oh, was it a word on the back of each of them? Yeah, there was a word on the back of each of them. Like hundred people. Oh right, okay, that's yeah. cute. Oh, yeah, I really like the matching the matching PJs. I think that was nice. The, getting the kids toy horses when they've been talking about having toy horses the whole time was pretty funny. Getting him like a Harvard varsity jumper. Yeah. Totally made sense for me. Mm-hmm. Giving his eldest daughter the sapphire necklace that his mother, yeah. you know, belonged to their mom. Super mm-hmm. meaningful. Love that. I'm a bit like, well, then what are you going to give your twins? That's a bit mm-hmm. weird to give one child the necklace and not the others, but yeah. fine. But like, you know, it's not, yeah, but movie, whatever, plot. It it was really (laughs) nice. Like, I really liked the fact that like, they didn't have hundreds and hundreds of gifts, but every gift that they did get was super meaningful. And that's Mm -hmm. the point. That was the point of the whole thing. And Mm -hmm. like, hopefully when the radio station goes well, you know, they don't just go back into their old habits of like throwing money at their kids rather than giving them any time or attention. So like... You know, uh, I, I, I'm okay with this film. It was fine. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'll watch it again. Talking no. with you about it made me like it a bit more. Um, <laughs> I still hate the ghost. I don't understand yeah. the point no. of the villains. The mm-hmm. costumes were really cool. It felt very like modern, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously it's set in 2019, so it should do. But like, it felt very <laughs> realistic. Yeah. I didn't think anyone was wearing anything that was was like horrendously out of place no auntie joe got her diva moment right at the end and she takes it off and she's in this like beautiful figure hugging red dress and she's mm-hmm. singing and i was like hell yeah i was like you do it's not great. you cannot it's like certain movies right yeah. it, this was in the christmas inheritance too right don't mean to <laughs> compare too much but you if you get a fucking singer in, you get darlene love in your movie mm-hmm. and then you don't get her to sing is a complete waste so yeah, i'm glad be. that she sung <laughs> Uh, she was really cool. She had like a cool diva moment. She had like, mm-hmm. I love like a little nodded at romance plot. That's always yeah. fun when he's like, you let her know that uh, Mr. Richards <laughs> helped out her, your granddaughter, grandmother, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, lol, that's funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, I really like the music in this film as well. Like mm-hmm. they, there was a lot of music, a uh, Christmas music track I haven't heard probably because yeah. I'm a... Uh, white individual who has m- been raised mostly on white Christmas music and mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to go and do some research into like some Christmas hip hop and Christmas rap it looks really yeah. fucking cool uh, excited to listen to more of Run DMC because uh, mm-hmm. that Christmas track was cool and yeah, yeah, yeah it was good it was, yeah, it was okay. and there's things that I, I like from our Christmas movies is we get to, to take away things like music and you know costuming and other stuff it's not it's definitely not about the plot that often <laughs> 
It's so not about the plot. We, the plot is only there so we can pick holes in it. Like that's yeah. all. That's all we have the plot for. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? What do you, do you? What do you rate this movie, Naomi? Uh, I'm gonna give it three Hudgens out of five. You know, I think it's it's a good mid range. There was a lot of I stuff guess. I liked about it, but there were definitely some things that I didn't love about it. Like I really cannot like you stress how much i don't want to see ghosts in any horror films I, like i swear I just don't I, want we, we've got to reinvent our bingo card because we did not yeah. include ghosts on it and i did not right? realize how much of a running theme ghosts were in christmas movies no. wild uh, i think for me it's a 2.5 mm-hmm. pretty like okay. slap bang in the middle mm-hmm. uh, a good watch for if you have real spoiled kids and you want to give them a warning that might this might be a good <laughs> movie to talk about them. <laughs> um I don't know, it wouldn't. Um, it's a good mm-hmm. background thing if you're yeah. kind of just doing stuff. Maybe if you're like decorating a tree or wrapping presents or like mm-hmm. Christmas shopping on your laptop or like something like that. Maybe yeah, a good movie to so. like, if you, if you like watching movies while you like exercise, like if you go to the gym and you watch movies, which is what I used to do, um, because then you would be like <laughs> a full hour and a half on a treadmill because you're watching the movie. Um this will be a good one for it because the music is quality. Um, yeah. So it would give you lots of good tracks mm-hmm. to run to. Yeah, it's really, really yeah. good. I, I, I did enjoy it. It was, it was grand, you know? It was, it was nice, but... It was, it was perfectly average. Yeah, yeah. In the middle. Very, very in the middle. It's another one to go with Christmas Inheritance. Watch these back to back. That's what I'll say. Yeah um but yeah thank you so much for for joining us this week we're gonna be back next week with um holiday harmony which i'm very very excited to to see um it's got brooke shields in it again and you know if you listened with this last year we reviewed a castle for christmas so yeah i'm really excited to see her back in another holiday movie um but yeah yeah thanks. she's good yeah great, great. thanks awesome. everyone <laughs> bye happy christmas <laughs> Bye. And is for the way you leave us a review. Santa, I've been good this year. Thanks for listening to Jingle Bells. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or tell a festive friend about us. Stay up to date with all things Jingle Bells online at Jingle Bells Pod, or buy us a coffee at coffee.com slash Jingle Bells Pod. Your support means so much and helps us to keep doing what we love. See you next time, elves.